Let me paint you a picture. Let me use my words like an artist uses their brush to tell you my story. Close your eyes and use your imagination to come with me to see how my day unfolded. It was a gorgeous Saturday morning. There was a slight breeze coming in from the west. The sun felt so nice, it was like being covered by a warm blanket. The birds were singing, the deer were frolicking at the end of the runway. The corn ever so slightly swaying as the wind blew through its tassels. There was a slight dew on the blades of grass that hadn't disappeared from the night before. It was a day made for flying, a day made for friends to get together and share their love of radio-controlled airplanes. And that's what it was supposed to be. But things don't always go according to plan. As I assembled my beautiful red, white, and blue Seagull Extra 300L, the one that I had just got a week before, I had no idea it would be the last time I would bolt those wings on, or the last time I would screw the canopy on that fuselage. After flying another airplane and watching some of the other guys at the field get some flights under their belt, it was time to get the old Extra ready for its first flight under new ownership, a remaiden of sorts. After it was fueled up, I flipped the propeller that was bolted to the front of that beautiful black and gold Sato Golden Knight, the first Sato I had ever bought. That engine sprung to life, making all the glorious audible tones that only a four-stroke can give, ready to do what it was made to do. As I sat the plane on the ground, I went over my pre-flight checklist. Aileron, check. Elevator, check. Rudder, check. I was ready. It was ready. Time to raise the throttle and fly. Slowly I started my rollout, and before I knew it, the airplane was airborne, jumping into the sky, happy to be free from the constraints of the ground. Several clicks on the elevator got it trimmed so it would fly straight and true, hands off. It was beautiful in the air. Now I was ready to see how it would land. As I rolled her to turn for my final approach, the elevator stopped working and I couldn't bring her around to land. She went down somewhere in the corn. And still, to this day, that's where she is. Every airplane has an expiration date, and hers was way too soon. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. You know, you should you should uh, audition for audiobooks and read books to people. Oh, yeah, I don't think that so. That was amazing. Was that a little little too dramatic? Well, I mean, I mean it's a pretty good it's a pretty good uh, synopsis of uh, of what happened. <laughs> it was a sucky day. day. It was. Crashing sucks. <clears throat> it does. It really does. And what a sad day. Uh, that day because you didn't get it back. Not yet. At least not yet. No. And I, well, anyway. So six trips, by the way, that weekend, <laughs> six trips to the field. Yeah. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of time in the car back and forth to the field. <laughs> Four hours. Yeah. Four hours drive time back and forth to the field. But that was, okay, so let's see, that was two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. I went Friday, one trip Friday, because, you know, it's late. You can only do one trip one. in a day when it's, yeah. when it's that late. Oh, yeah. Um. Three trips to the field Saturday, two trips on Sunday. One early Sunday. Yeah, very early. Like we were there at seven. Which is really, really early for you. Well, no, that's, I'm, for a weekend, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like for work and stuff, no. But yeah, 7 a.m., that's my day to sleep in. Yeah. 7 a.m. Sunday, we're out at the field looking for stuff. And what's really sad is, well, I mean, there's a lot of sad about this story. (laughs) Um but uh, you, I mean, if we don't get this thing back, we may never know really what happened. And and a crash like that that you can't learn something from is is really no good at all. Yeah, you know. We'll, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's yeah. let's let's do a few things first. Yep. Um, <clears throat> okay. First off, just a reminder: uh, we haven't hit up our website in quite a while. That's true. We haven't. 
head over there, rcplanelab.com, to learn more about Tom and me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find out how to contact us. Yep. You can. There's lots of ways to contact us. Do folks. you remember them all? Uh, well, I'll try. Okay. So you can you can email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. Mm-hmm. You can call at our phone number there that's listed on the website and leave a text ma- or a voicemail. That's 818-351-9846. I remember that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I can never remember the number, but you can call and leave a, leave a voicemail. Uh, you can also uh, uh, hit us up on the website. You can contact, there's a contact us form on the website. Mm-hmm. You can also go to our forums that we, that, uh, that you built for us that uh, we haven't been real active on, but you can also. Yeah, those are, uh, that's kind of dying off a little bit. You we can hit us up back, there but... too. Um, let's see. How else can we, I think you can send a text to somewhere. Can't yeah, you? you can text the phone number. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. What else? I'm missing one. I you feel are. like. If you want to send us mail. Oh, that's right. We have a P.O. box. That's right. And that's all the addresses on the website, too. So head over to the website. Um, You can sign up to be a patron, and we'll actually be thanking our patrons later on in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can donate to us through PayPal if you don't like Patreon. I know there are some people that have issues with Patreon, and I still don't know. For whatever reason. I don't know the story behind it. I don't either. I might not want to. There's links to clothing and stuff if you want some uh, RC Plane Lab swag. Uh, Listener survey. You can sign up to be a guest, which we promise will be coming up. Yes. I want to say before the end of the year. I think we can make that happen. But I don't know time frame exactly. Well, it still depends on how the internet, you know, how the internet uh, gets going. It's actually kind of funny that you mentioned that. So I got an email. That's one thing I really like about this, uh, the Starlink internet stuff. You can hear my dog in the background. Sorry. But anyway, (laughs) one of the things I like about the the Starlink is they send you emails every now and then letting you know what they have changed and how they're making it better and Mm -hmm. like what their next steps are. We are really close. I think to having uninterrupted internet. So sweet with the things they're doing, with things they've done, like our downtime has just almost gone to zero. Not quite, but almost there. So that's awesome. We're getting close. Yep. Um, once once we get through some of the hurdles of the next couple months with schedules and stuff, I think we should be able to kind of hit that up. Uh, but definitely, definitely by the end of the year. That's awesome. Let's see. What That'll else? be fun. Actually. There's uh, links to our forums that yeah, you know, we don't do too much on anymore. But one of these days, we'll we'll get back on there. Um, Duelist build logs. Yeah. Listeners submitted airplane pictures. If you guys have pictures you want us to put online, send me the uh, the pictures, and I'll put them on our website. Airplane. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> Can I, I? Do I have to bleep that? Is that? It's not a bad word. Okay. I mean, it's not like you know. A fine, we'll call it something else. But yeah, airplane pictures, we love them. Send them <laughs> to us via email, and uh, Ron will be happy to put them on the website. Absolutely. Uh, you can sign up to our to be on our email list. Mm-hmm. We don't spam. We don't send many emails, really. Promise. But, I promise we don't spam. You know, if there's ever anything exciting that we yeah. want everybody to know, it's a quick way to, to get the word out. I would say if we're anything, we're really poor at communicating rather than over-communicating. We are terrible at communicating. <laughs> <laughs> but we try. You know, we will we constantly strive In to get our better. defense, you have a, a toddler. Well, she's not quite a toddler anymore, but you have that and I have a really like a uh, busy job lately. So Yeah. I mean we have reasons for not being well, great yeah. communicators. But I mean yeah, this is we're we're trying. Bottom line is yeah, we don't communicate. We're still making time well. for what we like. Which we do. That's what you gotta do. Yeah. 
Oh boy, what else? Uh, articles. There's articles on there. There's uh, picking a beginner RC airplane. There's a page on resizing plans. Page on uh, pre-flight checks. Yes. Uh, article on RC motors, the electric motors for RC airplanes. A really good article on uh, electric motors, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. That was followed up with a really great episode. Article. About well, that, yeah, that was pretty much just my show notes that just went right on. Well, that was awesome. Uh, there's an article on propellers, and I think links to our YouTube stuff. So. Yep. I don't know what else is on there right offhand. If you haven't been there for a while, head on over. There's a lot of good stuff on there. And uh, go poke around, take a look. That's, uh, once again, rcplanelab.com. So. Yeah, Zoe says go check it out. (laughs) Hold on. I got to go put her away. Hold on. All right. And we're back. Sorry about that. Looks like she needed to be fed. Um, Oh, she was hungry. Yeah. So. So she's put away now. We're good. So. um, Yeah, the website. Go poke around. There's a lot of stuff there. Uh, It's actually grown quite a bit since the inception of the the podcast. It has. Like, I didn't realize how much (laughs) was on there until I was kind of thinking about, you know, well, if we tell people about what can we tell them to do? What's what, you know, what's the point of going there? It's like, there's a lot on there. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I'm proud of us. Look at us go. Yeah. So let's talk about Friday night. Friday night. Trip Um, number one. Trip number one out to the field. So I, like I said, six trips over that weekend. <laughs> Friday night that's was a probably lot of gas. A, well, <laughs> my car is electric. Oh, that's right. Um, so it didn't yeah. cost me hardly anything at all. As my airplanes are now, so are my cars. So <laughs> nice. I finally went all electric. But anyway, so Friday night went out to uh, went to the field for trip number one. Mm-hmm. Flew the air tractor again. Okay. And I tell you what. Um, I finally read the directions on how <laughs> to bind it without having safe mode enabled. Right. When in doubt. Read the manual. There you go. Yeah, which I don't like doing that. But anyway, it's a lot more fun to fly when safe mode is off. Excellent. That's and, good news. you know, can't be turned on. Like right. I just went ahead and rebinded it, rebound it, re, redid it, reconnect. What, what is it? Rebound? I don't know. What is re- what would the re-version of that? I don't know. So I binded it again. <laughs> Binded? I <laughs> bound it? Ha- what did I do? Well, you paired it to your transmitter again. For the second time. There you go. And <clears throat> this time I did it to where safe was not even an option. So you can do it, like I said, to where you have yep. a switch set up. But for some reason that didn't work for me, even though I thought I had it set. Right. So yeah, it's not a, no an more option safe. now. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I still kind of wish AS3X was able to be turned off, but can you beggars can't be choosers. Can you vary the... Uh, the gain on it, like a gyro, like most gyros you can. I don't think so. Oh. But once again, I might have to check the manual. <laughs> I know, in, I know, you can't, I know you can't turn it off. But okay, I, so I you don't can't know turn it off can, completely. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I know I mean, for you may safe, be able to adjust the sensitivity of it, maybe. Possible. I know for safe, there's like different levels you could set up to where there's like a high safe, a low safe, and no safe. And I just, I don't want any of that. But anyway, so it flies a lot better. I'm actually kind of happy with that airplane now. Good. Um, I ended up going, so the manual actually lists a wide range of batteries that you can put in that. Mm -hmm. From, I think the lowest is a 3S2200 milliamp hour um, up to a 4S3200. Wow. So I threw, I have, (laughs) what was it? I have three 3S2700 packs. And I took those, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of see how it would fly on that. Flew great. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Good. I wasn't ready to go. Like, I wasn't ready to stop flying by the time I was done with those batteries. So you wish you had more batteries. So I wish I had more batteries. However, 
I didn't have a chance to take the other airplane with me that night that I wanted to, just because, you know, I knew I wanted to do some recording. We actually put the video of that flight or of those flights on YouTube. Um, I knew I wanted to do some recording, which took up more time. So I was not going to have the time to fly this other airplane, but I did get one battery charged and it was in my battery box when I took it out. It was a 4S 5200 milliamp hour, oh, wow. big, big battery. That's a little bit bigger than the maximum recommended battery for that airplane. <laughs> it, it, it is. <clears throat> However, I tell you what, so I was kind of looking at it. I was like, I wonder if this will fit. Like physically, it physically? looks like it's close. Okay. The way the air tractor is, is it, you know, it's foam. Right. So it's not like a real airplane. But anyway. <laughs> it's a real airplane. It's just not a balsa airplane. So, it's not our favorite. So you, there was there was room in there where the battery goes to actually slide it forward far enough, and it was actually able to fit in the battery holder. So I was like, cool. I wonder if I can get the CG right. I got the CG right, and it actually flew very good With on, the a, extra on a battery that size. Yeah. Flew for a long time. I think well, I was yeah. probably up for about 20 minutes on 5, that battery. 5,200 milliamp worth. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> and I, so I wasn't like, you know, balls out flying as fast as I could the whole time. It was a, just a, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that either. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I didn't look on your face. Um, I wasn't flying fast. Pedal you know, to the metal. Pedal to the metal. There you go. I, I That's probably more appropriate. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I wasn't flying full throttle to where I was draining the battery very fast the whole time. But what was nice is there was more power, obviously, with the 4S than there was with the 3S. It gave right. you the extra voltage, voltage, the extra RPM. Yep. It did fly faster when you wanted it to, and it did have the extra power to kind of fling it around more, if you mm -hmm. will, without... Did you fly it like a crop duster? I mean, did you make passes and do the whole cool... Well, for me, yank and bank the and best turnover. part of <clears throat> flying airplanes is the takeoff and landings. Yeah. Like I, I 3D agree. stuff is cool. That's great. I'm not. Oh, no, big... I'm not talking about 3D stuff. I'm just saying like, did you, did you like make passes over the runway and then pull up and then wing over like a, like a. Yeah. So what okay, I was sorry. saying is 3D stuff is cool. That's okay. great. I can't do it, I can't but either. that's not like the type of flying that I would love to know how to do. I love the crop duster type flying that mm -hmm. you're talking about. Where it's just low passes, mm -hmm. you know, back and forth, up yeah. and down. So it, it's great for that. On the 3S, Perfect. it, it flew very scale-like. Okay. It didn't have all the extra power to, you know, pull a straight vertical or, you know, anything like that, where the 4S was a lot better for for power. But either one flew fine. And the, 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 the 4S didn't add too much weight. Um, so I was, I was kind of happy with that. That's awesome. So that was Friday night. Okay. Um, like I said, I went through quite a few batteries. My mm -hmm. wife and daughter so, came out with me. So Friday me. night, you only took out the air tractor. Yeah, that was the only okay. one I had time to get ready. Gotcha. Um, like I said, Crystal and Piper came out with me, and Piper didn't like the bees. The, yeah, the sweat they're bees bad were out again. a little bit. Not as bad as they have been. Um, oh, like last either. year, it was really bad. Yeah. This, this Friday know. wasn't bad. They were really bad Sunday. Well, we're getting to that. But, yeah, but Friday night. <laughs> Friday night, they were bad. really nice. Okay. But she was kind of getting scared because she thought they were going to bite her and all that stuff. So she sat in the car most of the time, but whatever. It's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, so at least then, she was out there with you, sort of. <laughs> she was ready to go. She doesn't like loud airplanes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. like a new thing well, you know, of hers Well, she's, she's like not liked loud noises for a while, I've noticed. Well, she likes to be loud herself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's a little girl. Yeah. So they, yeah, they can be loud. She's but I noticed that she, she's always like covering her ears when we're being noisy up in the yeah. kitchen or whatever. So 
She's, yeah. Anyway, she's a cutie. But she is. so she doesn't like the gas airplanes and all that kind of stuff. And I told her this one's not as loud because <laughs> it's electric. You can barely hear it. Right. So she was out for a couple couple flights, but like I said, the bees got to the point where they were just bugging her too much, and she was kind of getting uh-huh. freaked out. Bugging her. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that there. one. Wow. <laughs> anyway. So Saturday rolls around. I got everything packed up on Saturday. The and fateful day. This is this is the bad day. The day that will forever be remembered. It will live in, I'm not going to say infamy, but bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I got everything packed up Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I think it was a little after eight. Charged the receiver pack the night before. Yeah, I charged and recharged the 4S battery and the other one. For the air tractor. Um, no, for the... I took my oh, e-flight. I took my apprentice. e-flight advance out. Advance, yeah. Um, that day, which that's a fun little airplane. I haven't flown that for a couple of years. Um, it's a good flying airplane. It's just so simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's another one of those. It flies great. I think. I think that was built. Gosh, I want to say about ten years ago. Probably is when e-flight had that out. Yeah, it's been um, a that was back. Do they? They don't even make. I don't think they make that one anymore. Yeah, I don't think they make that one anymore. Do they make balsa planes anymore? Yeah, I think they do. Um, like everything I see, E-Flight is all foam now. Well, I don't know. I could be wrong. I thought they did. I thought they made a couple of balls of ones still like uh, like the shoes. Well, that might not be E-Flight though. It might be a Hangar 9. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. But anyway, that was if they don't make them anymore. Back when they made real airplanes <laughs> out of balsa. Um, but it was, so it was an ARF from way back when way I bought it when. used and stuff. And that's, I used the four cell. I used to fly that on a three cell 5,000. Um, I looked at the electronics and stuff. Cause now I have the four cells to make sure it would take it. No problem. No problem. And Good. that flies a little better on a four cell too. You know, when you have a little bit more power, it's a little bit more fun, more fun most yeah. of the time to do. Um, so I got a couple flights on that and then Watched a couple of the other guys out there fly their stuff and got the extra out and put together. I didn't have any fuel. I didn't bring anything with me. The guy I bought it off of said he'd have oh. everything out there and he'd give me a half gallon of fuel and stuff to kind of oh, get me going nice on it. I thought so too, since, you know, first nitro again, pretty much. <laughs> so we got all that together. And uh, yeah, so you know the story, pretty much. Um, took it off mm-hmm. and... And you fl- did do a pre-flight. I did. I yep. checked everything out. And and so let's back up a couple of days. That previous week, right. I had gone over <clears throat> everything on it. I mean, I ended yeah, up- Yeah, because you found the control horn that was uh, just, just out of the control surface. Pulled out. Yeah. Um, and I did talk to the guy and he said he did run sandpaper over it. Um, but I don't think he used a very- Rough gritty grid. sandpaper, yeah, rough yeah. Um, because I couldn't feel it. I mean, it felt pretty smooth when, pretty I, slick. when I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I roughed it up with 60 grit sandpaper and then I drilled a hole through it. So it yeah. actually had a something to hold on to. I cleaned out the area in the elevator um, and got that all glued back together with 30 minute epoxy and we were golden. Mm-hmm. Did you Did you check all the other ones? Yeah, I, I knocked it with my hand a few times just kind of see if I could knock it loose, you mm-hmm. know, to see if it would break free and kind of wiggle them back and forth. And they felt really solid. Okay. The only thing that when I was doing it kind of made me, and once gave, again. Gave you pause. Looking back, everything tells me I should have done stuff differently. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like yep. hindsight is obviously always twenty twenty. So yep. 
when I, I, I did a dry fit on it first and you know, the, the elevator control horn fits a certain way in order for it to bottom out, sit flat mm-hmm. and just work the way it's supposed to. Right. And be at the right angle and all that kind of stuff. So when I had that sitting the correct way, mm-hmm. the elevator halves, because they're controlled with, you know, a, the way it's set up is it's controlled with a different push uh, right. push rod. Yeah, they're not joined with a joiner wire or something like that. Right, so there's two yep. control horns. So the elevator halves were off by probably 15-ish degrees. Really? I hmm. just figured... And once again, I didn't even think to look really hard at the other one. I mean, it looked like it was sitting right, but there was so much epoxy around it, it was kind of hard to tell exactly how it was supposed to be without breaking it off to see if it was sitting right. Yeah, you're talking about the control horn. Control horn, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yep. So <clears throat> this one that I was putting in, I had to adjust the clevis on the control horn after I had it glued in because mm-hmm. it was so far off. Yeah. Now, looking back... Yeah. You know, the way this was the way this is set up is is not a way I'm a fan of and I probably would if I had an airplane again that came to me this way would redo it. Mm-hmm. So there was one uh control wire, mm-hmm. one push rod yep. that went from one elevator half all the way to the servo. Mm-hmm. It had a very nice like clevis, like locking clevis that connected to the elevator. Right. So that wasn't going anywhere. The other end, however, was just bare wire going through a quick connect. You know, the the easy connectors yep. that we have talked about before about, mm-hmm. you know, how they can move and yep. get messed up. So that, looking back on it, is I'm guessing what was off to make me lose elevator. Like I didn't even think to check and see if that was still tight with a screwdriver or anything like that before you I mean, flew it. You mean lose the alignment of the two elevators? No. Oh. That one piece, the one push rod that goes back to the elevator yeah. that goes to the servo. Mm-hmm. Now on that rod, there is a, it almost looks like a, a wheel collar. Yes. That has another mm-hmm. rod that mm-hmm. goes into it, that goes to the other oh, half the of the, the elevator. Yes. I don't remember which one was um, the the straight one to the servo? I don't know if that was the side that broke off or if it was the slave side. I guess do you want to what what do you call that? Yeah, would it, be like it, a slave. It would be side, like a slave and like a master, a master and a slave. And a slave yeah. yeah. So, so go ahead. on. <laughs> no, what I was going to ask was, so what you're saying is you're not sure the control horn that had come out of the elevator you're not sure whether it was on the master rod mm-hmm. or the or the auxiliary rod i do not remember okay correct so that's what you're i think it was on the master but i could be wrong okay like i said i, I by the time you look at things you flip the plane upside down you you know you move yes. things around it, it's hard to remember when yep. you're not paying attention especially yep. i can what tell it was. you that the elevator half that had the control rod or i'm sorry not the control rod the control horn uh, pulled out of it was the right one I remember that, if that helps. No, because I would have sworn it was the left one. Uh, it was right when it was upside down. No, because when it was sitting on your garage floor out there, the right-hand elevator was the one that was floppy when it was sitting on its gear. Well, I'm all messed up, then I don't know. As I recall. But the point being... The point I'm, is... The point that I'm trying to get to is I didn't check all that, and I really should have. Um, I think what happened when I flew it 
you know, everything was glued in right. Everything was fine. Mm -hmm. But I think when I came to make that final pass, um, something slid with the elevator. And the only thing that I can figure to where I would have lost all control on, you know, up elevator, because I didn't let go of the stick. All I can figure is the reason it went down is because I lost the ability to bring it around because that rod slipped in the quick connect. My question then is, so on the master rod, there being, I mean, it, it's a solid solid connection from the servo to the whichever elevator half it's connected to. You still would have had half of an elevator. No, I'm saying not not the wheel collar thing that connected the two halves together. Oh. I'm talking about the quick connector that was on the actual servo horn. Oh, the, oh, okay. I thought you said clevis earlier, and I thought that was at the servo end. No, the clevis was on the on actual the elevator halves. Elevator halves. <sighs> so the, you think so the easy everything connector you, slipped on the servo? I, I, probably. Or yeah. the, the rod slipped in the easy connector that, that was on yeah. the servo. Well, that could be. Because it was just held on by the plastic backers, too. didn't even have the metal keepers on it. And once again, looking at it, I was like, you know what? I, I shouldn't shouldn't worry about this. Like, I shouldn't fly it like this. I shouldn't worry about trying to get out there and fly it. I need to just fix it. But the guy told me he's flown it for years. He's never had problems with it. A mistake on my part. I mean, mm. things happen. Yeah, they do. It's not fun. Unfortunately. And, and like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy to beat yourself up over stuff you feel now that you should have done but in the moment you had to you know, i mean you had to rationalize why you didn't need to do this or do that so well and here's the thing <clears throat> that it's bad to say but once again this was not a plane <laughs> i cared about like yeah but i did well no hold on it's not a plane i cared about the stuff that was in mm. it i cared about i have never ever until this one lost an airplane like now, I mean, I have always gotten any crashed airplane back. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit because yeah. there's a story behind that whole thing too. But I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not used to losing it. Like, I figure, right. okay, so if this crashes, whatever, I still got a, a motor, I've got servos, I've got right. a receiver, I've got a battery, I've got everything, and go to another plane. Yeah. Now you have. Well, now I'm out. There's, I mean, you know, I'm holding out hope that we're gonna go find it. Yeah, but if we find it, what's gonna be good on it? The motor. Well, the motor will be good. Maybe some of the servos will still be good. It's rained it so has. many times. It's and it's been dewy. So, well, I mean, like every morning is yeah. just so wet with dew. Like but the I engine, I mean, we can, we'll for sure be able to salvage the, you know, the, the engine. Yeah. For sure. So it's an expensive engine I bought. Well, I mean, not really. Not I mean, really. I guess that was a, I mean, that would still be a good deal just buying yes, the engine. Even the engine just at what you paid for the entire plane is yeah. still a good deal. So. But still, I'd like to have the, the receiver back and all that. But... Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. I've got that out of my we'll thought. See. Like, I don't we'll see. expect to ever see the that. The servos again. that are inside the airplane could very well be, depending on the position it's laying in the field or on top of the corn, which we don't think it's. It's still. not on top of the corn. And I can tell you how I know that. Okay. So let's, let's get back to, let's get back to my day. Okay. Saturday, like I said, I flew it, crashed it, great, whatever, fun, <laughs> cool. <laughs> So I come home. Okay. And this is in the morning, you know, so I, I get home probably about noonish, you know, after, after all that, after I get the other stuff packed up and come home, which by the way, packing stuff up, go home much, much easier, easier in the car because I was <laughs> one airplane short. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I get home and I told Crystal what happened and stuff. And when she gets something in her mind, mm -hmm. it's right then it's going to happen. Yeah. 
because that's how she wants to do it. And she's like, well, I want to go find it. I was like, what do you mean? You want to go find it? Like, you want to physically go look for it now? She's like, yeah, let's go right now. I was like, I haven't had time to process what happened first off. But, okay, let's backtrack a little farther. After it went down, before I left, we put, Reggie was out there, mm-hmm. and we put my GoPro on his, uh, he had that blue rascal or mm-hmm. whatever that, mm-hmm. whatever that yeah. is. We put it on, we just connected it to the, the landing gear on that with one of my mounts, and he flew just a pattern above all of the corn, because my plan was to go home, look at the footage, and hopefully see an airplane sitting on top. Or see where an airplane would have gone in. Not that easy, by the way. That's not (laughs) how it works. Like, corn, for some reason, just like engulfs. Swallows. These airplanes that you just can't find them. So I told her when I got home, I told her that Reggie had flown, you know, and I I have the the footage, but I haven't looked at it yet. And she's like, well, that's okay. You can do that later. Let's go out now and look. you, You don't argue. You're just like, all right, <laughs> okay. let me unload the car. You know, we'll, we'll get it back to yeah. normal. And Let's we, put all of our hot clothes on. <laughs> off we go. Well, I I couldn't go look with her. Like, we still had Piper. We didn't have anybody to watch her at that time. So I told her, I said, if we go, you are the only one going out in the field. And it's like 95 degrees. Yes, yeah, it's very, very warm. Nine, <clears throat> yeah, actually, yeah, it was 95 degrees. Yeah. Humid as heck. Yeah. And just yeah. not a fun day. Yeah, and you get in the corn, it's even hotter. So we went out to the field. Piper and I sat in the car and watched Netflix while Crystal went and walked the corn. She had no clue where she was going, but she went out and walked. Like I told her, it's about there, you know, I think. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing. I don't actually know where it went down. Mm -hmm. I know an estimation, Mm -hmm. but not exactly where. Yeah. So she goes and she starts looking. And I'm starting to get worried about her after about an hour (laughs) because... That's it's hot, hot out there, yeah. And, you know, it's I hope nothing happened to where yeah. you know maybe she found the plane, she's walking out and she died, but I get the plane back. But you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, those are the things that go through your mind. You know, yeah. did I just lose my plane again and my wife? <laughs> and my wife, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that sounds terrible. I don't know if I, I probably ought to take that one out. Um, no, but anyway, so finally, after an hour, she comes back and didn't find anything. So after that, we ended up coming back home. And then I looked through the footage and kind of, like, I knew we were going to be going out the next morning. Um, So I I scrubbed the footage, you know, went pretty much frame by frame and looked at it, see if I could see anything. Mm -hmm. There are a few parts and pieces that I wanted to look at um, where I I saw some stuff in the corn. But what was nice, what was nice is that we had maps. Mm -hmm. So when we went out the next morning, my plan was to have these maps with us so we knew exactly where we were going to be looking. You know... It's the corn is planted weird. It's not just like a at least here because we're at the corner of a field. It's not all going one way. There's some intermingling, intertwining, just mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, the endro things. Um, so I had a map of where we were going to look. We could tell how far down we were going to go. We knew how many, uh, like how many rows there were, so we were able to count. So we where we knew where they were. So we decided at that point to go in town to my mom and dad's house and stuff. So. We were talking about what happened, and Mom told me that it was going to rain that night, which I didn't, for some reason, know it was supposed to rain. So Crystal once again decides that... <laughs> Back out to the well, field. Well, we ought to go out there before tomorrow, just in <clears> case <throat> it rains tonight, so we can find it. 
luckily I had the stuff printed with us and stuff. And I, I said, fine, let's go. And I actually, because we were going to be going the next day, had all my clothes loaded in the car and had all her stuff. So I was ready to actually go out in the corn, which was my first time going out in the corn. Like I've never done this before. Oh, okay. You've like never... ever. Okay. Like in, I've never walked through corn oh, in my okay. life. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's not fun. It's <laughs> corn is tall. Yeah, it's very tall. Like you don't realize how tall corn is until yeah. you're in the the and how the sharp rows. it is. Yeah, that that was the other thing. So we get out there that night. Have the maps. I have my long pants on. My my boots. My rubber boots. I have long sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I had a a bandana for around my my face. Mm-hmm. A big hat on to kind of protect me from from all the the leaves of corn that you're right are very sharp and so you're walking around and they're like a boxer with your arms up protecting your face and stuff so it hits your arms that are sleeved as opposed to hitting your face wow yeah it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to see well so when we went in once again we did this in a grid pattern like we were very specific on where we looked knowing where the maps were knowing how everything was laid out and we went to where we skipped three rows between us Mm-hmm. So it was me, an empty row, an empty row, mm-hmm. an empty row, and then her. So all we had to do was look over a row and a half, pretty much. I figure that's plenty to see an airplane. Because this is, yeah. you know, it's what, a 50-ish inch wingspan? It's not tiny, yeah. but it's not huge. Right. But still. And there's a, lot, the, of, and there's a lot of white on that airplane. A lot so of white, should, a lot of red. Should be able to see it. Should pop out <clears> easily, <throat> which once again with the overhead shots, nothing. So it's not just sitting up top. So that also tells me that I don't need to look up. Up. I need right. to look straight ahead or down. Mm-hmm. We went through all of that for another probably hour and a half. Just walking up and down, up and down. Couldn't find anything. Nothing. Like Mm. that plane has just disappeared. So the next morning comes. Okay. This is when we're out there Saturday or Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Out there at seven Mm o'clock. Seven o'clock. Like (laughs) seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. (laughs) A couple other guys meet us out there. And we do the same kind of grid search again where we only skip... What was it? I think we did two rows between us that time so that we only had to look yeah, there was more one row over yeah. because there was more of us. Yeah. Same thing, up and down, every row, down, you know, the the far rows that are going farther away from us. And we actually searched down farther, like expanded a lot out. Still nothing. That plane is just gone, hmm. like completely gone. So then Sunday night, like you, you, uh, you had something going on that weekend. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, we were riding our bicycles. We did a long ride Sunday morning and we didn't get done till about No, 11. that wasn't not that weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be less upset with you if it was something else. What do you mean? I didn't think you were riding a bike that morning. Yeah, I told you that. I thought you worked. Was that not the work weekend? No, work weekend was last weekend. It's in the text. Huh. Here, I'll read it to you. No, I'll believe you. So, it doesn't matter. That's okay. Okay. So you pushed me back for riding a bike. Huh. I didn't push anyone back. I never told you I'd be out there in the morning. Afternoon. Yeah. It was afternoon when I made it out there. What do you consider afternoon? Four o'clock is afternoon. Oh, that's early evening to me. See, afternoon Early ends. evening to me is like five, six o'clock. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. My afternoon ends at like three. Oh, 
Okay. So it was early evening. Okay. Well, because I was expecting, like you said earlier, I'm sorry, you said afternoon. So in my mind, I was thinking, okay, we're going to be out there maybe two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. I didn't realize it was going to be, you know, five or six. Well, you didn't have to go out there. Well, I didn't. Like, and I actually was not planning on going out because by the time you called and said, hey, I'm going out. I was just drained. Like mm-hmm. I was finished. But Crystal's like, just go out, have fun, take a plane. You can fly it. I still had a couple batteries that I charged thinking that I was going to be going out that day anyway. So I was like, you're right. Always tell her that, by the way. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was. Yeah. So I loaded up the the E-Flight Advance with me again because mm-hmm. that was the only thing I had charged and ready to go. Put it in the trunk and headed out to the field. Well, by the time I got there, I felt really bad because you're out in the in the corn looking mm-hmm. for stuff. Yeah. Like you are searching for this airplane that I didn't I thought we were going out to fly. Like I didn't Which I know did. you did. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to be searching for stuff because I didn't wear anything. Like I did not I didn't dress for the occasion, you know. So, I'm just sitting in the car waiting mm-hmm. for you because I wanted to wait and you know fly with you and that kind of stuff. So, just as the weekend went by, like with my luck, the guy came out. <laughs> yeah, you remember this now. Yeah. The guy came out to cut the grass. Yeah. As I was waiting for you to come out of the field. And I I, I won't fly over people when they're cutting grass and stuff. Just yeah. I wasn't flying when you were out in the field because I didn't want to crash in, in the field and hit you. <laughs> so that mm. was that was my weekend. I did not get to fly Sunday because of the yeah. he was cutting grass. So I ended up bringing those batteries home. And each one of those batteries took me, what was it? It was eight and a half hours, I think, to discharge each one of those. Yeah. I could not believe how long it took. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a long time to discharge those things. Yeah. Even those little 2100s, it took mine a long time to discharge too because I didn't get to fly everything I took out to the field Sunday, but I did fly the Christian Eagle and that was good. But yeah, no, you're I, having a problem with one of your... <clears throat> Elevator servos yeah, and that the little Park foamy Zone thing. F twenty seven Q R S T U whatever that thing is. Um yeah, one of the one of the rudder servos just just stopped. It just was was not working. It was just locked up. It worked up. the last time I flew it. Yeah. Uh so I don't know, something happened while it was hanging in the basement. Who knows? Which is weird. See, so yeah, that's the I other gotta, stuff I don't like. I don't like that either. That's really frustrating. The only thing I can kind of justify is that it's a it was a cheap servo. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a, a cheap model. Yeah. Just foam kind yeah, of thing. You know, foam. it wasn't like It's a, fun to fly, though. Like, you know, Oh, absolutely. But, but it wasn't, it's not an expensive no. type. I just bought these good servos to put in right. that went out. So that, yeah. that makes me feel better. But yeah. I don't know. I still hate when a servo locks up like that. It's kind of, kind of bad. Yeah. So, yeah, um, not, a, not a great weekend that weekend for you. <laughs> Uh, wasn't a, wasn't an awesome weekend for me either, but um, and I at least took all the airplanes back home that I went out to the field with. So I guess there's that. Well, you flew two. Or I'm sorry, I did. You, you brought two and you flew one. I flew one. Yeah, I flew the. So Christmas I mean, you needle, did but, at least go through one battery on it. Yeah, which is all I can go through with that thing because it's a <laughs> flipping huge battery and I can only afford one of them. So like I, six minutes of flight time. Six, I think I could probably, I think it'd be safe to probably bump that up to eight, maybe even 10. Well, it depends how you fly. I right, mean, once again, exactly. if you just, if you're full throttle the whole time, it's going to drain a lot Which I'm not than... because that airplane is uh, pretty hairy at full throttle. Is it? For some reason. Yeah, I think whoever built that one, that's that one I got from uh Good, good friend of the club who's no longer with us, but uh, 
Yeah, I think when he built it, he may have had the incidence wrong a little bit on the on the stab. Oh. It's, uh, it's pitch sensitive uh, with regard to airspeed. <laughs> now, is that something that can be fixed now without a lot of work, or is that kind of something yeah, where it's built th- into the plane and that's I how it's, it's going to be? Yeah, it's pretty much built into the plane at this point. I mean, I could add some down, down thrust probably, or I guess it would be up thrust in this case. Uh, but that won't really compensate for speed so much as power. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so maybe like fixing that would be adding a like a mix with the elevator, maybe. With the, I mean, you yeah, don't really throttle. want to, but right. you might have to. Yeah, I could tinker with it if I if I cared enough. But if, <laughs> you don't. I mean, you don't fly it enough. To I don't care fly enough, that though. one. Yeah, I don't really. That's once fly every that one year or two. Enough. Yeah. So um, it looks good at uh, at about half throttle, and that's where it's trimmed. Um, and that's where it's fun, most fun to fly that one anyway. So anyway, well, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I feel bad uh, for you. You know, this crappy weekend. <laughs> um, but I, I, I still am holding out hope that we'll find it. I, I mean, I'm planning on at some point this weekend, I would like to go out to the field and look for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So I may have to get the maps from you and. And kind of look those over and yeah, maybe try to augment wherever you guys left off. Well, we did more than we should have. <laughs> I mean, like I went a lot closer than where I thought it would be, like to where I was flying. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I went farther away yeah. than where I would have expected it to be. So Now, that, that the, corn, the corn field um, butts up to a bean field. I'm not convinced and, well, it's in the beans at all. Me, I, I'm not either. That's um, so far away. But what what I did Sunday before you got there was I was I actually got there. I was probably there a half hour before you got there, and I actually walked probably ten, maybe fifteen rows in from the corn, and I went out probably uh, at least a couple hundred feet, yeah, maybe more into the beans. You mean into the beans? Yeah, and I didn't see it. We did too. Here's the thing with the beans: like they're not very tall, right? And I cannot, like I, I've been proven wrong before, but I cannot imagine an airplane going down into the beans that are at most two and a half feet tall, you think? And completely disappearing. And completely disappearing without having like a trail going into the beans where you would see something knocked over. Because they're so weak. I mean, beans are not strong enough to, it's not like a corn, uh, or it's not like a stalk of corn. Yeah, uh, you're you're right. They're not so they're not like corn, but and um, and Reggie flew over the beans too. So we, I yeah. looked at all that on the GoPro stuff, and there was just no yeah. no yeah. no Bob, sign of anything. Bob in there. swears that you were over the corn. He does, but I just so or here, beans. I mean, sorry. Oh yeah, over the beans, which is farther away than the corn. But right. here, so here's the thing, and this is very difficult when you're flying. Mm-hmm. Judging distance, it it is like yeah. each airplane is going to look different. At each distance because, because of the size. sizes, yeah. So I I felt bad for her. Crystal looked kind of silly doing it. But I just had her hold up her hands at the rough wingspan of that airplane and just walk away from me, like back away from me so I could see in my mind scale of how big it would be. I don't think I was that far away over the, over the uh, beans. Yeah. Like when she was that far away, that plane would have looked so small in the air to me. That I don't fly that far away. Yeah. No, you don't. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's left up to the it's it's what what's the saying? It's it, now it belongs to the ages or something. Whatever. It's gone. 
Well, I mean, there is there, there is a you know a potential lesson to be taken away from this um, event. So, if you know you're going to crash, like you know you have no control of it, you know it's going in, and you know it's going to be in the corn, which is now that you have been in the corn, you realize how hard it is to find them in the corn. Don't take your eyes off of it until it's truly out of sight. I don't know if I did. Like, I, I know what you're referring to because <laughs> as I lost elevator control, I know I had time to hold up my transmitter and say, look, guys, I got nothing on this. But I don't know. Like, my, my memory, you know, memories are so malleable. They change just based on what information you get in. So I don't know if I looked back at them and said, hey, look at this, or if I was looking at the plane the whole time. I know where it went down, the general area. Mm-hmm. I know the trajectory it was coming at. I knew where it was supposed to be coming around to make that final approach. And I know what angle it was going at when it stopped. When it started to make the, you know, the the descent into the corn. Mm-hmm. Where it actually went, though, it all happened so fast I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I mean, I just, I... So what I... what I, I don't know. What I do, if I'm watching someone fly or if I'm flying myself, <clears throat> especially especially when the corn is mature... And tall and very thick and hard to yeah, like nine see. feet tall or something. It's so tall. <laughs> um, over the years, what I've sort of—I don't know if I would say I've trained myself, but I've—I've I've learned to do is, if I know an airplane is going down, mine or anyone else's, I will watch that airplane until I physically can't see it again, and I will keep watching, even after it's gone to try to look past where it crashed to find some sort of reference in the background, like a tree that's really far away or a grain silo or something. You're going to, like, we're in Illinois. It's not completely flat, unlike, you know, what most people say, you know, oh, you guys are from the flatlands or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Where we fly is pretty flat. <laughs> it is, but there's <laughs> there's stuff in the in the background everywhere you look. Yeah. So what I do is when it goes down, I keep looking. And then I try to find something in the background to head towards whenever I go to try to find it. Sure. That's what I've sort of learned to do over the years. And I did that. Oh, okay. I mean, like, not consciously did that. Okay. But when we went over, because, you know, when we came home, I look at Google Maps first, which is not the updated maps on, you know, how stuff was planted. But it gave me an idea because I could zoom out to give me a line based on where I was standing the angle I was looking at to the mm-hmm. trees that are far enough away to where I was able to draw a line on Google Maps. You know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it is in the beans. Because I'm. Because now I'm thinking, if you were, if you were turning base to final, and you mm-hmm. you hadn't made your final, you know, your turn on to final approach yet, and you were still on your base leg, you could have been past the corn. Could have, but. We searched probably a hundred feet out into, into the, the corn or into the beans oh, okay. past the corn. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want to bore everybody with that. That's something we can talk about later. <laughs> yeah. But after we find it, we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> there. I don't think that's going to happen. One thing I did do though, I haven't got it yet. But the guys at the field um, have the transponder locator things. Mm-hmm. And then the club owns and one of our friends owns one of the locator guns. Mm-hmm. So I did buy one of those. 
The I gun be, or the transponder? The transponder. Yeah. Well, the guns are expensive. Yeah, I know yeah. somebody that has one, so I don't need to buy my <laughs> right. own. But uh, I, yeah, those are handy, but I'll be honest with you. I've been out at the field before when somebody has uh, crashed an airplane with one of those in it, um, and those don't do any good if the batteries aren't good. Yeah. So that's another. He did tell me to le- or to take the batteries out when you're not using it. Yeah. So now there's another another battery you have to maintain and try to remember. Well, to but keep it's charged a, a and- no, 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 no. I, I guess they're the little button cells like the CR twenty thirty twos. Is all this one takes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I've never had one. I've never used one. I've never needed one. But now one's bitten twice shy, and I'm a little afraid to go flying with anything that I yeah. even semi care about. I've never seen a successful recovery based on the results of the of the gun. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah the guy I was talking to said they've He swears done, by him. Well, he didn't swear by him, but he said he's found several of them just by pointing to it, you know, and then the gun tells you if you're in the right direction, I guess, mm-hmm. just by it beeps louder or something if you're pointed directly at it, and then you can just walk right to him pretty much. That would be handy. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. And I guess it's something that's small enough and light enough to where you can just put a little piece of Velcro on the inside of your airplane, mm-hmm. and then when you go to fly stick it, it in there. stick it right on there. Yeah, Probably just under a battery hatch or something like that to where you know where, where stuff is. So once I get it, we'll figure it out and kind of see how things go. And I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. I mean, it's not a bad – if it was cheap enough, it's not it's, – you know, it's not It's 54 bucks. And you can put it in any airplane, right? It's not it's, like yeah. It's, see, I always thought it was one per airplane, mm-hmm. not one per person that goes in every airplane you fly. So that changes things for me. When I figured yeah, that out, it's like okay, you know, I wasn't going to spend fifty bucks on every airplane to put no. this little thing because I thought, I don't know why I thought, but I thought it was kind of like the transponders for RC cars where it plugs into your receiver for power. Yeah, um, that's not how these work. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'll report yeah. back when I get it and. Never have to use it, but we can test it out, see how it works. Well, anyway. that's the that's the surest way to not need it is to have it. Hopefully, right? I guess. So there you go. Um, other thing I was going to ask too. So when we were trying to start that, you know, that was a, a Sato mm-hmm. four or a four uh, four so, stroke seventy two Sato seventy two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't the eighty two. We did figure that out. Seventy two four yeah. stroke. Yeah. It kept running backwards. Ah, uh, yeah. What causes that? It happens. Uh, usually, what I've found is if. Uh, if I have them really sloppy, like if I've maybe primed it just a little bit too much and it's on the verge of being flooded, uh, usually that's when they they try to run backwards until you open up the throttle and then they choke themselves out and then they'll sometimes they'll pop back and start running forward for you. But uh, yeah, usually it's because they're maybe a little bit over primed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bit, I did it to where it was too much fuel. I did it to where you could hear the you know Sniffly. the snotty nose mm-hmm. kind of thing in it yep. and, and stuff and. I mean, there was a couple of times it took several flips to get it started, but it started up and then was running backwards half the time. Yeah. Actually, every time till the last time. So, hmm. yeah, I think it ended up doing that like four or five times before we got it going the right way. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because that airplane is gone now and uh, I will never, ever see it again. See? It's dead to me. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So you've been um, busy other than looking for... Uh, crashed airplanes too. <laughs> I've been cleaning. I forgot about that. So it looks weekend, fantastic down here. By well, the way, I wish thank our you. I wish our listeners could see how nice and organized you you look right or this place looks right now. Well, but then that would mean they would have to see how bad it looked before. <laughs> well, they could take our word for it. It was uh, <laughs> it was atrocious. Like we talked, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about. You said that uh, like when you walk down in your basement, just the dread, the you know the whatever of the weight this is, of yeah. it. 
yeah. the gravity of it just made you feel like not doing anything. Yeah. And that's really what I was getting. Like I was not accomplishing anything. I'd come down here and, you know, if you start on something, you got to go look for the tool. You got to move stuff out of the way. And I was just mm-hmm. sick and tired of that. So I ended up putting all of my airplanes now. Well, I shouldn't say that. 90% of my airplanes are hanging in the garage. I put more shelves up. What? They look great, by the way. Yeah, I mean, they fit so nice and well out there. And And my wife was, you know, we fought about, not fought, but we discussed. (laughs) You know, there was a discussion quite some time ago having those the the (laughs) upright things for the shelving units actually screwed into the wall, and uh, so I don't know if she noticed that I actually put some into the wall before. Like I had wooden stands up, and I finally took them off the stands because I didn't like how they were on the on those, and I, I screwed it to the wall. I think she noticed that, but I'm not sure. Um, But then in the front of the garage on one of the walls, I had two of those upright uh, shelving support things hanging. Uh, Well, now I have six because (laughs) I I wanted to be able to, you know, a little bit more modular. Uh I wanted to have smaller airplanes. Yeah, so you could move stuff around, yeah. So she definitely noticed that because uh-huh. she was out there when I was doing it, and she just kind of shook her head and was like, oh, screwing more holes into the wall, huh? I was like, yeah. Well, that was about it. I mean, hmm. I told her, like, if we ever, like these, where I was doing that for sure, if we ever put up uh, cabinets in the front of the, the garage, that will hide all the holes. Because mm-hmm. that was my original plan was to put cabinets up, but not now because I have airplanes. So, but yeah, I spent all last <laughs> airplanes weekend, are more important. Anyway. Like literally every day last weekend, cleaning and organizing. Yeah. Well, it does. Everything. It looks it looks fantastic, and and uh, I wish I could say it it motivates me to to go and clean up my place. I just don't have time. I want to. <laughs> so it does motivate you. It just doesn't it just push you doesn't, to actually yeah. do it because of your timing. And that's, yeah. I mean. You have a lot of stuff coming up, and actually, it's going to be difficult for us to kind of get this podcast done um, for the next month and a half. Yeah. So we'll, we have we'll a see. plan. We do have a we'll plan. See. We'll see how things go. Yeah. Um, hopefully, everything works out. And yeah. It's just we'll it's just on. crazy uh, at uh, at work for me right now, and until uh, October, right? Yeah. October is when October is when things will start. Things are going to slow down a little bit for me work wise, and I'll have more time to to do this kind of stuff. And nice thing about October. Is it'll start to cool off a little bit and we can go to the field and like not sweat our I know, right? Our butts off. Our butts off. Thank there you, you go. We I can was say trying that. to make a reference to the sweaty Your the sweaty armpits, armpits but, but I couldn't. You don't come sweat up those off. Um yeah, but, so hopefully um, we'll get some flying in and then that's gonna be the start of building season. Yes. So well, that's another reason I wanted yeah. to get some stuff cleaned up so we can you know, start do building. some other stuff. Yes. We have a tri-motor we need to build. Yes, we do. Which hey, brings speaking me, of that. Yeah. So I want to give a quick shout out uh, to one of our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, Daryl Volk. He sent us uh, a nice note in an article on the Ford tri-motor. Did. Um, it was from the July edition of General Aviation News. Um, it's good to see that the tri-motor is still relevant. Well, you know what I mean? Like even it's, though in a, it's so it, old. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's in a, the 2021 July issue of uh, Aviation Magazine or Avi- General Aviation News Magazine. And what, what's neat is it's actually, I mean, obviously it's the EAA version or not version, it's the EAA's airplane that they travel around the United right. States with, which is the one I wrote on. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it kind of pulls it all together because that's the one we're modeling it after, too. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be cool. It had a lot of good information in it. Um, a lot of, like, obviously when I flew on it, I had no interest or no plans on building a model of it. 
So I didn't get a lot of good pictures of the mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple really detailed shots in there that are going to help us, like with the lighting on the wall. Like oh, with in the, the article, yeah. Yeah, in the article. Yep. Um, lighting on the wall, I had a good picture of it. Same with the chairs. We can kind of see what the chairs look like. Um, so it should help, you know, I think quite a quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things he said in his note was that he's a little biased to the airplane because when he was uh, a little kid, his grandpa bought him a ride on one uh, at Oshkosh. How about that? So, which actually I think this week or last weekend it was back up Oshkosh, at Oshkosh yeah. mm-hmm. at the uh, Air Venture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why he feels that way. Yeah, because you that have a very similar story. the same way for me, except yeah. for just a few years ago when we wrote on it or yeah. when we wrote on it. So, yeah. very, it's going to be fun. Very, very um, generous to, to send us that. that yeah. very awesome. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, and if you guys have anything else you want to send us to, we have the P.O. box. Um, It's all listed on the website. Go look that information up. Um, And before we get off here tonight, because do you have much or anything else you want to talk about? I learned something the other day. So (laughs) I'm I'm old, right? And I'm somewhat, uh, I don't want to say resistant to technology, but uh, technology and I don't really hang. (laughs) So I am a Luddite, apparently. I don't, what does that mean? L-U-D-D-I-T-E. I've heard of it, but I don't know the... Basically, it means a crotchety old fart that uh, <laughs> resists uh, modern technology and modern conveniences. Oh, so is that going to go in your business card now? Yep. Yep. <laughs> sure is. I'll put it right up, right at, like, that'll be my nickname, maybe. Luddite. Yeah. Guy at work uh, <laughs> told me I was a Luddite, and I was like, what do you... What do you mean? What am I? What does that mean? And then he proceeded to explain it to me. I was like, "Did you look it up to make sure he was right?" I did. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't remember exactly what the what the uh, definition pretty was. Much but crush yeah, the old it's guy that pretty much like, me. Like yeah. I don't. Uh, I I can't really argue against it because, yeah, technology uh, escapes me. Understanding it. Well, I don't <laughs> think that has to do with age. I think that has to do with attitude. Oh well, maybe. <laughs> I try. I mean, oh, that's I, like true, it doesn't, I guess. It does frustrate me some, but like I, I don't like reject it. I mean, I have a cell phone and. Yeah, I, and it's I, not I, even a flip phone. I, <laughs> <laughs> it is not a flip phone. That's true. So I would like to thank our patrons. Mm-hmm. So we have two new ones this uh, this time. So thank you very much. And let's read through the names. We have Rob Derrick. We have Stevium, I think is how... You say his name. Um, Don Shack, Jeff, Flight Team, Garrett Newhart, Jason Veris, Ron Struss, Rick Maddox, Jeffrey Arsenault, and Matt Leroy. Thanks, guys. Thank you all very much. We sure you make appreciate it that. Uh, possible to do what we do, and we do appreciate your support. Yeah. We've thought, now I, I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but we, Tom and I have kind of talked about, are you okay if I bring this yeah. up? Yep. We've kind of talked about doing some sort of something extra for our patrons. Um, scheduling is going to be difficult, especially with him being gone until October or busy till October. But I'm thinking maybe November, December timeframe, it would be fun to do like a build night yeah, just for our patrons. And and this goes along with what I said when we first started talking about Patreon and people supporting us. I didn't want to hold content hostage. Right. And this way we're not. Yeah. We're not, you know, it's not really additional content so much as just a way for um, the patrons to interact with us in a more direct and intimate fashion. Yeah. And it, 
so we have a couple arfs that mm-hmm. we bought. Little, uh, not what? What's the make? Chipmunks. That? They're made no, by Goldberg. No, chip, that, that is a Goldberg mm-hmm. chipmunk. Yeah. Okay. The little electric one. So it's the small version of that. We have an older style and a newer style. Yeah. Um, and that's something that Tom and I have been trying <laughs> very hard, actually, to find time to do for the last. <laughs> well, well, since we got them, was that six months ago? Six or eight that really, ago. yeah, it's been yeah. it's been a long time yeah. since we got. Well, that was uh, well, that was December. Yeah, wow. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's depressing. Uh, we've just been busy. Yeah. So anyway, we we want to put them together, and we thought, what a good way, you know, just to kind of do a little hangout. I don't know if we're going to do where or what or how. Um, might be through. I don't know what are the popular like Google Hangouts or Google Hangouts, Zoom is one. Zoom, you could probably we might do, do something like that. Just a little meeting or, or yeah. yeah, meeting or something like that. Just for all of our our patrons. Um, so that's something to kind of keep on the lookout for. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's probably going to be November December time frame. Yeah, long time from now, I know, which kind of stinks, but that's about it all is we what can it do. Is. That's about uh, about when I'll have time to. To work on something, <laughs> and like hopefully that. by then, internet will be perfect, and yep. we'll be able to do that. Yep. And I'll try so. to have my uh, my act together too at my house, so I can you know start uh, maybe building sub assemblies. Yeah, at my house. Or we something. got a lot to do. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, cool. anything else? Yeah, just uh, I, I I feel bad about uh, the weekend. You know that uh, you lost the airplane, but I I'm still holding out hope that we're gonna find it. So I it's gone. It's gone. I mean, it's gone. It's it no longer exists. Somehow it hit a time portal or something. And it's just out of here. It's like the Bermuda Triangle out there. It found the only wormhole in the universe <laughs> and went through it. Well, I mean, like seriously, we looked. Well, obviously not everywhere because we didn't find it, but we looked a lot of places. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I feel bad about that. But uh, on onward and upward. Bigger and better things. <laughs> Onward and with that one, downward. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> all right. Um, next episode, we'll have a little bit, you know, more laid out to talk about. This was kind of off the cuff. So yeah. if you guys have questions you want to, you want us to take a hack at, I think that's, uh, we're going to try to focus on a listener question episode here coming up. Uh, if not the next one, maybe the one after. So if you guys have questions you want us to to take a stab at answering in a informed fashion, you can uh, send those to us <laughs> either via email, tom at rcplanelab.com or ron at uh, rcplanelab.com or any of the other ways we mentioned in the beginning of this podcast. You can get a hold of us. There you go. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Ron. And I'm Tom. Good night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.